Welcome back, everybody, to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. I am Lisa Linky. I am one half of your co-host extraordinaires, mm-hmm. extravaganza, and Misty Stinnett, our other co-host, is not here this week, but do not fear because I have regrouped the three amazing women from last week's episode. If you haven't heard, please go back and listen. It's Get the Guy. We cover the book by Matt Hussey. And today they're going to talk about their experience at the live seminar. And I am practically frothing at the bit. I can't wait to hear about it. But just to recap, this is a podcast where each week we rate and review a popular or not so popular or classic or just, you know, something we're interested in, self-help book, and give you in under an hour, the main points of the book. So you can get that self-help advice that you've been craving or that perhaps somebody has been craving for you. And you'll know if it's something that you should spend your time, energy, and money in and support the author. Or you'll definitely know if it's just going to throw peanut butter in the cogs of your life, as one uh, longtime loyal listener said, and you should avoid it at all costs. That's our Friday episodes. That's why you're here. On Tuesdays, we have our weekly beef episodes where we cover all things non book related in the world of self-help. Maybe it's a thought-provoking question or an article or an interview or trivia. It's our choice, but tune in, listen in. Also, we have merch and we have a Patreon. Please subscribe. You get lots of cool content on our Patreon. We have tiers for every budget and all of that is a way. Okay, ladies, welcome back. Hello back. Thank you for having us back. (laughs) (laughs) We have beautiful returning Kate Cohen has a master's in learning and organizational change from Northwestern University. She is a longtime friend of mine in my coven. We met doing improv in Chicago. I met all of these women doing improv in Chicago. When she's not making people laugh or teaching improv students, she works in learning and development still in Chicago. Chicago is my heart. Los Angeles is my home. I miss Chicago. Fun fact, whenever I go back for, usually two times a year, I go back for my Grammy's birthday in June and for Christmas. And my best friend, Sarah, will have a get together and we will all get together. And Christmas, we call it Friendsmas. And we like make a turkey and food. And we always forget that we always have very little to eat for Kat as she just gets turkey mashed potatoes. And then we have like yummy desserts or pizza and like just it's it's a real treat and a delight. Kat Gotsick runs the Neighborhood Chamber of Commerce in Evanston, Illinois. We met doing improv, yes. And uh, she still plays for Chicago Comedy Sports, as does Kate. Check them out on their Twitch channel, CSZN Chicago. It's a fun game, family-friendly It's a real treat. You should absolutely watch it. Melissa Cathcart Churchwell is a married suburban mom and still trying to figure out what she's doing with her life. Although she's nailing it, if you ask me. She says any advice she gives should be taken with a grain of salt, which I take it with at least two grains because she's full of lots of good advice. Oh, thank you. So welcome back, my friends. Hello. So we covered Get the Guy by Matt Hussey last Mm. week, and you... You teased a, a little bit about what it was like going to a seminar, but now we're here for full bananas. We are here for full bananas. So tell us when you and Kate, you have notes from the seminar. I'm I'm looking yes. at your notes. You took oh, yeah. you were a studious student taking notes. I dug them up, baby. Okay, so let's hear first of all how, when, where, why, who, <laughs> all of it. Well, it was uh, it was at the Virgin Hotel, ironically. 
And it was what year? You have the date there, Kate, yeah? Yep. It was in uh, September of 2015. Oh, such a simpler time. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Before me, too. Yeah. And uh, it, I think it was $39 for me. I remember it being cheaper. Like, I think I got a Groupon or Kate or Kat sets a recommendation. I know Kat is the one who, who dragged me and Kate along to this mm-hmm. to, with level yeah. different levels of resistance. I was well, kind of like, look what Kat dragged to the Mad Hussy seminar. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I feel like it was just like to set the stage. It was a, it was a Saturday or a Sunday. I think it was a Saturday because I think I had a show later that evening. Yeah. It was a Saturday and we decided that we were going to meet for brunch downtown ahead of time. It was in the loop at the time. All of us were living on in various places of, of Chicago, more on the north side. And so it's like we would never go down to the loop during the weekend if it wasn't work time anyway. So we all like, you know, trained on down to the loop. We met for brunch. We had chicken and waffles. So we had coffee and we were like ready to go. And one of the things that was part of this seminar in terms of like the know before you go was this is going to be like four hours long. There will not be a break. Bring snacks, bring water. Yes. So that was sort of like how the stage was set for us is like, this is a full afternoon, ladies. It's a cult. (laughs) That's what cults do. No ping, no water. I would just like to say that he does this, then this I hated I hate it. I was enthusiastic about this seminar. But what he does do in lieu of breaks is dance parties. Oh, yes. Dancing. Absolutely. Like, could not abide. That did not. That did not. So did you sit? Did you sit in your chair while they danced? No, no she did. No. I did this. I, like, danced with eye rolls and grimaces. It was like, yeah. So, but what if you had to go to the bathroom? You could go to the Oh, bathroom. you went. I totally went at one point. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, you just but get there up. there were no scheduled breaks. Right. No, it's like a lecture in college. Like, you get up, you tiptoe out, you come back in, you know. So we go into the hotel. Yes. And it's in a... A ballroom. It's sure. in a hotel ballroom, you know. Sure. So let's a just be real about what it is. One, I would also like to say, it was like, yep. like uh-huh. just forever. Like you were easily like two hundred feet from the people on the other side of the room. It's like a shoebox shape. Okay. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. but like they were yeah. using it horizontally as opposed to like deep, so that there were fewer rows, right. but just longer across. Yeah, so because otherwise everybody would sit in the back and they would right. be like truly five hundred right. feet from the stage. Oh, yeah. And what you learn once Hussey takes the stage is that you're never going to get a guy sitting in the back, but we'll get there. Yeah, because we need to address the women that greet you at the door. These Thank are the, the true Hussey fan cults. And they're just the Hussies. They're the Hussies. Is that, their, is that what they're called? I mean, the Hussies? I don't think they're that creative. I don't think they're that creative. So they are the dream team, Kat. You're right. They come in and there are these women. They're all wearing matching shirts and they're all very enthusiastic it's the closest i think that we'll ever get to nexium like they're very enthusiastic you guys had a brush with nexium we did and just so you listeners know if you don't know what nexium is there was uh uh this past summer or fall i don't even remember time is irrelevant (laughs) the vow on hbo max we all watched it religiously together in our group our coven and we talked about it at length uh, on our text chain okay it has a distinct vibe of cults like they're okay. overly positive which is always i'm always skeptical of 
overly enthusiastic mm-hmm. and they're trying to sell you on this like weekend. Like you're going to oh, love this. Don't, don't get to. Okay. Let's, let's save that because that's just a two. That's okay. like a, the, mm-hmm. the entree. Yeah. Okay. But I think, I think it's, it is so true, Mel, in all of that cultness. And the biggest thing too, is that they really want you there. They are super welcoming. You are their new friend. They are like, we can't, we are just thrilled that you have made it here. Is that genuine or is that just what they're playing? Who even knows? But like, I actually think before that, they got a chance to like go to dinner with Matt Hussey the night before or, or they had a like breakfast that morning or something. I'm not even sure he was there. He makes a big deal out of the fact that. It's, you know, 10 cities in 12 days and I am, I, I flew in, you know, this morning and I'm leaving this afternoon and I'm very busy and I'm very important. And, so, and my dream team here yeah. is the, my, my feet on the ground, <laughs> boots on the ground. Yep. Yep. Okay. 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 So you're welcomed by your brand new friends, the dream team, and you sit in the back row only to be shamed immediately. <laughs> and then what happens? Oh, <laughs> so Matt has the arrives from the kitchen entrance. That's right. <laughs> On the side the president of the United States. <laughs> what music is playing? <laughs> like a so where's your glass glass. Glass. Yeah. in all the right ways. And to be fair, I love that because fucking song. No woman cannot dance to that song. It's We're a great all immediately song. like, yes, raise my glass. <laughs> But I remember thinking like that the, this was that was just over the top. Mathis, you are not famous enough to have to use the back of house. to come through the kitchen door. Right, yeah. See, that's hilarious that you thought it thought of it that way. I thought of it that like something just fucked up with his entrance and he ended up having to just like come through a side door and be like, oh, you guys like I'm that sure. that is how I imagined it because he came in and was like whoa what's up everyone and I totally saw it as a t- as just a tech issue I I would also like to point out that they were filming this and that mm. there's footage and I remember seeing it and sending it to Kat and Kate because Kate and I were clearly distinguishable in some of the shots oh, did you God. sign a waiver to be filmed I'm sure yeah we did. I'm sure we did I think I'm you had to did. click, like, there was a button you had to click. The it, dream whatever. team. <laughs> I would also like to say about the filming is that Hussey, if you go to his YouTube channel, his video guy is a dude named Jameson, and he is, like, has cult status. He's like Gelman was for Regis and Kathy Lee. Like, like Hussey will frequently be like, Jameson, uh, can we talk about this? I mean, like, should I talk about this, Jameson? He does, his YouTube videos are a lot of, like, those kind of little... He's a psychic. Yeah, he's like a psychic. Mm-hmm. But Jameson was there that day. Oh, I never see Jameson. So this was a big deal. Like I remember him mentioning it, and everybody was like, <gasps> "Jameson!" That's like Oprah saying, "Look under your chairs." Yeah. He's saying Jameson. Oh okay. yeah. Okay, so what happens after everybody he enters wins from the an side? introverted camera guy? Thank you. Um, I'm gonna let these guys talk about like what what their vision of was what happened, but I would all I would like it's important before we get started to talk about what Hesse wears because he okay. he sheds it layer by layer through as if he's playing strip poker. Yes, a little bit. So okay. I think he had on like a sport coat and then a vest and then a t shirt. I believe is what he had, and then jeans and a V neck. Mm-hmm. He's the king of the deep feet. Like mm-hmm. a button-down vest or a sweater vest? A button-down. 
Sure, 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 sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. By the end, he he's just in the in the deep V t-shirt, of course, because he's into no it. No, he's winning the pooing it. Wish. <laughs> no, he does fortunately <laughs> keep his pants on. <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, okay. So he starts off. Hey, everybody! It's pink. Raise your glass. Raise your glass. Let's get in it. And he he bounds up onto the stage. I mean, he's just like an energy ball. He is. He's by himself. Obviously, there's nobody else on stage with him. He's got a couple of flip charts. So we're just like we're ready to absorb. And it's um, easily like a minute long standing ovation. <laughs> Yes. Crazy. Uh, it's like a, a Rolling Stones concert. Yeah. Women okay. are nuts. We are all in like uncomfortable hotel ballroom chairs, right? That are like, I think that they like latch them together, right? So you can't yeah. move them around oh, too yeah. much oh, side yeah. by side. You know, we've all done plenty of that. And so it, so everybody's just sort of like pretending we're at a Rolling Stones concert, but we're like obviously at like a Sheridan or the Virgin, whatever it was. But Wait, so, so how, was it full? Was it packed? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was completely full, but it was very, okay. It, okay. I don't know if it was sold out, but it was full. How many women would you say? 200 probably. Wow. Yeah. T3 like square footage wise. Yeah. Those are 300. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So from my notes here, it's from what I, and from what I remember, he, <laughs> kicks us off by being like, this is about action, ladies. This is about action. We got three guiding principles for our Just, session you know, today. Kate is pointing to her nose. <laughs> and she has a beautiful moleskin with beautiful note-taking. This Thank is you. Amazing. Oh, look at this. Look at this. All right, let's Thank see. Thank you. I have few skills. So here are three things that we're focusing on today. How do we get proactive? understand attraction and building confidence. And then I have a quote from him right underneath this. This is not a mental masturbation session. I want you to use this stuff. <laughs> so proaction, attraction, confidence, confidence action. action. Yep. <laughs> and got mental it. masturbation. Got it. it rolls off the tongue. I think and you- mental masturbation. I got it. Confidaction. <laughs> Confidaction, yeah. mental masturbation. Yeah. So he's he's just like TM. let's let's get ready to do this. Let's get ready to get the guy. Uh, our friend Tamara had gone to it the day before in New York City. Yes. yes. And so- she also recently sent us a an article that was written on Medium about it, where a woman at that same, I think at that same one, yep. and was just like, "This was nuts," and that woman left halfway through. <laughs> we did not. And it was very accurate. Yeah, we were all in. I will say we the whole we time. left before it was completely over because the last hour is him pitching the retreat. Oh, we did leave. Okay. We did leave before the retreat. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Well, that's how most most of those workshops go, right? Like it's build you up, build you up, get you to a high, and then be like, now you really want to invest. Now you want to spend money to learn the real secrets and get mm-hmm. the real practice. And I would like to say, if we could spend a minute talking about those those retreat, it is at the time. It's virtual now during the pandemic, but at the time he does it twice a year. It is, you have to apply to attend. You have to do an interview to attend. Oh, And his whole family is in this business. So his father and his brother, his father, Steve does the interviews and his brother, I forget what his brother's name is, Patrick or something, but like his brother has a day at the seminar and he frequently like during the seminar talks about this, but I have had a couple of friends who have attended this seminar. And it's massively from from my EMK forum days. And 
Is it like a week? It's a week long, a weekend? Yeah, it's five days and it costs, I think, $5,600 before yeah. travel, before hotel. Like they That's are like, you have to people. You have to want to do this. They, they, How many people are there at the thing? It's, I think it's capped at 25 or 30. So you really get like hussy, hussy meat. Right? Pure hussy. Yeah. And it is, and it is about your life goals. It's about, it's not about men. It's not about, but, but both of my friends who attended this said that, I mean, it really sounded truly nexy ish that like you sat on a yoga mat and you like at many different times, you just cried and you really like, he, he got you to kind of admit things about yourself that you never thought were true before and really address them and then give you like... I didn't know I thought that about myself because I actually had never thought that about myself <laughs> until this retreat. Yes. I think no. I think this is a great time to talk about how this business is nepotism and it also no one has any professional qualifications to be yeah. giving therapy you know, yeah. it, which I think is where it really is starting to toe this line of a cult because it does, that's an obscene amount of money. Like I'm <laughs> to, to pay strictly for yeah. like, just to have some guy who does, didn't even go to college, tell you what to do with your life. Well, he has no, <laughs> he has no cer- certifications. Like he doesn't There's have no, it. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, he's very, yeah. very nebulous about any qualifications. You can't find any qualifications anywhere, although he frequently refers to studies that he's done and studies that he's studied instead. The, and also, he's very nebulous about whether he is single or not. Yes. Mm. So he's, he's also very he nebulous about... He's coaxing you with that dong, that British dong. <laughs> that British dong. Okay, so <laughs> British dong is the name of my new Herald team. My new improv team. Okay. So I will say this is something we talk about frequently on this podcast. And I do think it's it's something else to be explored at another time, which is the whole like life coaching industry can I mean the the goal people want to be is like Tony Robbins, who is making so much money right. not doing anything. He's still raking in money. And so people want to elevate to that status. And in order to do that, I think there is this presumed, you need to get people to reveal things about themselves, right? Our good friend Deanna is a life coach, um, but she has a very different approach, right? It's very kind of person story centric. And she's actually going to be coming on in a couple of weeks and, and doing a book as well. But I do want to distinguish between a cult and between this kind of business methodology, right? Mm-hmm. A cult, definitely, you you can't learn about their finances. You are restricted from seeing your family. You are not allowed to question the methodology. There's a lot of things that make something right. a cult. So this, I hesitate on calling it a cult. It may feel, the indoctrination may feel cult-like, but mm-hmm. I think you are allowed to ask what is, what are the, you know, what am I paying $5,600 for, right? Like you can ask that. You could probably challenge them. They might not enjoy it. You might not enjoy it, but I don't think you're punished for asking. You're not extricated. You know what I mean? Like there's no, right. it's yeah. not a, a lifestyle thing. So I, I, if it may elevate to that and it may be different than what I know, but I, I am sensitive about that, especially after watching the vow, because there are cults, right? Like there are cults where people are truly, 
brainwashed and unable. And I think some life coach, life coaches who want to get to this place can utilize some of that, but definitely don't in my mind, meet the qualifications of a cold. And I, again, I'm no cold expert either. Oh, you know, I just watch a shit ton of documentaries. A lot of true crime. <laughs> yes. I did not mean yes. to like potentially get you sued by Matthew, H- Matthew Hussey calling him a cult leader, but he's way more attractive than Steven or Keith Ranieri. So. Oh boy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, but does he play volleyball? I bet he does. Probably. I, oh, I he bet does. he does. Okay. So, but, so you're in this thing. Mm-hmm. And so is it, it's like, lecture is it like call and response like what is it small groups what happens it's all of the above there's demos so uh in the very beginning i wrote down uh, basically like a a brief running order of one of his breaks like his little energy breaks and i wrote it you can see it here in brackets because this is sort of like his ro here that i wrote down yeah and so uh, but this is in between in between some of his talking and drawing things on flip charts and stuff. But basically what he did was he did a, he did a dance break. And then what we decided among the three of us while we were talking was this is basically an improv warm up called show us how to get down where one person does a improviser listening to this would know one person does a dance move and then everybody else agrees with them by doing that dance move. And then somebody else does a dance move and then everybody. So we were just like, Oh, that's what this is. And this is like, they blast music. And I remember, <laughs> I remember they blasted that song. That's like, is going down for real. And Kat, <laughs> Kat leans over to the two of us and goes, it's going down for real. <laughs> and so we did this dance move. And then what he does is he says, do your power move. Oh, oh. So, so we really get into the territory of now I can't think of that author um, about power poses. Help me out. Oh. It, is it cat? It's not cat. It's uh we'll look it up. But so hmm. but it's basically that, but he has everybody. Curry? Do a, Curry? So, Amanda Curry? No. Christine. I'll look it up right now. Okay, we'll look Keep it up. Going. But um so Dana. Cuddy, maybe? Amy Cuddy. Amy, Amy Cuddy. Cuddy. Amy Cuddy. So basically, he has us all do a power move where he says, do your power move. And then he yells, say yes. And all the women go, yes. <laughs> and then he has us look to somebody and point at them. And you have to say, I own you, bitch. Because oh, yeah. that apparently, do you guys remember this? Yes. It's in my RO. I own you, bitch, and I, and that I guess gets your energy up, and then he, and then it just says energy talk. I don't know what that means. Okay, Mel, do you remember this? Yeah, I remember this. Did you guys look at each other and say I own you, of bitch? Because it would be weird to look yes. at a stranger. I, mean, first of all, I wouldn't do it to a stranger. He's teaching us an improv game, so we're like, yeah, yeah, we know this. Um, we get it. We don't even have to do that. We don't have to say yes and. We just say yes. But oh yeah, I distinctly remember pointing at Cat and telling her she was my. Bitch. And I'm sorry. It's terrible. Uh, I was wrapped up in the moment. No, no. I was doing it too, but it was totally ironic. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 100%. Those dance breaks and stuff, the say yes stuff that I was like, like, I'm not I'm not in. I'm I'm all out on this. You were like, we could cut out a whole hour of this four hour seminar and just But I was just like, say, Hussie's power pose. Let me just do this for you. (laughs) I'll describe. You can describe. Okay, so Kat's standing up. Standing up. (laughs) Is is this. 
Oh, he, he pounds his chest once his like chest. an ape and then thrusts his chest yes, out he like he's about to fly. pounds his chest. That's his. And he's like, it gives me, it gives me energy. I don't know where the energy comes from, but it could, that's where my energy comes from. These four. Apparently it comes from his fist. <laughs> Oh boy! What um, what was your power pose? What was your power move? Well, what yeah. were the power moves of women? What were they doing? Or I were tr- they like, uh, which is what I would do? I truly don't remember. I don't know if either of you remember. I think mine would be double flip off, oh, a double like bird. That. <laughs> that would be a good one. If I looked around the room and I saw you, I'd be like, "She's cool." I, you'd be like, <laughs> "I own you, bitch." <laughs> you, I'd be like, "You own me, bitch." <laughs> Is that our new phrase for what you're doing is cool? <gasps> oh, you bitch. Oh, me, bitch. I love it. Okay, okay. What happens after this? <laughs> so after this, we dive a little bit deeper into being proactive. So I have a couple notes here about how it's all it's biology, baby. We evolved over millions of years. Uh, do you really? This is a quote I wrote down. We evolved over millions of years. Do you really think that our biology has changed? Because of fucking Tinder? Okay. So basically, he is aware that humans have not been around for a million years, and he's equating us to dinosaurs. Yes? I really don't understand if he's getting, like, paleontology. Remember when I said he had no qualifications? (laughs) I got it. I got it. Keep going. Keep going. But this is where he talks about it. Well, and as I was looking back over these notes, it's it's formatted exactly like the book is. It's find the guy, get the guy, keep the guy. Okay, uh, but just a so, live version. Exactly. So he's talking through the eye contact. He did an eye contact demo. Oh, you guys a, remember this? Yes. Oh, yeah, with, with a, a lady volunteer. Like, he's like, can I have a volunteer, please? And, like, women like, Everyone is. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. And, then, like, the woman who gets, like, chosen actually is just like, ah, he's going to touch me. And I think he does. Like, he's just like, hello, Sarah. And, like, puts his hand <laughs> on her shoulder. And she's like, <laughs> like, she's not crying. Okay. And I just imagine the three of you, arms crossed in the back row, like, no. this fucking guy. <laughs> We were like, what is even happening? I was going to say, as an improviser, like, it's just, you have to eat it up. This is a a meal and you are, you are not going to go home hungry. The, the only one who I think was really outwardly skeptical at that time is our dear friend, Kate Cohen. No, to no (laughs) one's surprise. But yeah, I also, as I mentioned last week, I was in a very raw emotional place still when I went to see this, you know. But I guess it kind of worked a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So you all are just like, this is a spectacle and a feast for the eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Just when but you think- were you raising your hand to volunteer? Were you screaming or were you just enjoying? God, no. No, we were, okay. we were, ju- we were just enjoying. What was the eye contact exercise? Do you remember? I mean, I have, I have detailed notes written down. Do you want me to read them? <laughs> Here we go. Well, first of all, I have this under a uh, a big headline here that says, start doing the choosing instead of being chosen. Oh, and this is interesting. I want to add something else from another book that you uh, and Misty reviewed. Can I do that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so here is the eye contact. First of all, there, it's a three-step process to talk to someone. Look twice, get closer, say something, anything. And here's okay, how you do so the I look. Lo- I do the double take. Well, but here's what you do. You make one. It's exactly what Kat said last week. Make one to three sen- seconds of eye contact to acknowledge. Second look should be one to three seconds to communicate that I'm noticing you and throw a little spice on it. 
And then keep firing little looks to create some chemistry. And you want to communicate contrast between those looks. Then at that point so like, is when you get physically closer. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what's interesting is he says sitting face-to-face is – this is a note I have. Sitting face-to-face is weird uh, because attraction begins side-to-side. It's not awkward. It's easy to touch each other in a more natural way. So it's like if you're next to each other at a bar or at a party. But here's what's interesting – Lisa is I know that you all reviewed attached right yeah the book attached there's something interesting in attached around the avoidant attachment style where they talk about how you should always have conversations face to face because side to side trips your threat instinct you know so I think it's really interesting assess exactly you can't assess what's going on you can't see their face but he says attraction is side to side I do that all the time. I will never go on a first date that I'm not sitting at a bar. Or we go to a restaurant and you same side sit at a booth, which <laughs> as a server, I, I hated. actually have to, but I, or uh, sit at a table, but not across the table, like sit. Oh yeah. Side to, like yeah. Uh, on the two the edges. Oh yeah, God. Is this why I'm single? Yes. Yes, because you look people in the eye. Because when so I go out for a drink with someone with on a like a a date, I I will t- sit across from them. Is that why I'm single? No, it's not why you're no, single. No, you like I to look people in the eye. <laughs> okay. Hey, the reason the reason you're single is you didn't take Matthew Hussey seriously enough. Oh my God, that you didn't pay fifty six hundred dollars for the seminar oh, no. again to spend a day with his brother Pat. I will okay. Lisa, can I jump off and go register for that right now? <laughs> well, I think I think you could probably do it simultaneously. <laughs> The, this is like, we talked last week about the fact that he apologizes for men a lot. And this, the get closer piece, he's saying, men don't want to come talk to you. They're scared of you. They're scared to be turned down. They're scared that like, you're going to send him away and he has to go back to his friends. So you have to like, get closer. You're going to go to the bathroom. Or if he's a friend, Why do we have to do all the emotional labor? We have to do the emotional labor and the physical labor. This right. one. Well, and, and Matthew Hussey mentions how scared they are to approach us because we might be intimidating and women might feel the same way. But you know what men really don't have to be afraid of is us killing them <laughs> on a first date. Like that's something that's strictly women have to worry about. It's like, oh, he, I saw, made eye contact with this guy and he followed me home. Like that is something that I must have done my eye contact exercise. Perfectly. Correctly. A little too well. Perfectly. <laughs> There are some spice God. on it. Oh, okay, okay. I'm here. I'm on board. I'm keeping going. So was there anything in the seminar that you were like, 100% I'm doing? Or was there, and was there anything in the seminar that you were like, that is a disaster? Just so you guys know, Kat raised her hand for both. <laughs> Melissa raised her hand for something she's doing. And to no one's surprise, <laughs> Kate looked at her notes and just sadly shook her head <laughs> at, the, at the first question. Kat, what did you hear in the seminar that you were like, I'm doing it? So he has a, he has this matrix about rare pairings that really like. Kate is showing us the matrix. Sorry, that's a, that's it's actually, a, it's actually, a actually, unique, that's a different a matrix. Pairing. That's a, look, we should talk about that matrix, but, but he has, he has this theory about rare pairings that makes you more attractive. So if you like a, um, a white tiger, right. Things that don't normally go together, mm. like are exotic and, and interesting. And yeah. <laughs> and he talks about how if this is a part of your life, you should show it off. And if it's not, then you shouldn't. So, for instance, at the time I was, I was a, you know, 
fairly high powered executive, but also an improviser. Like those two things make you exotic yeah. and, and interesting. But if all you are is a, a high powered executive, you know, you should find something that you like to do that, that would be a rare pairing. Or a raring, as I like to call it. Oh, a A raring? (laughs) But I started to, like, I had never put improv in my my story. That was always something that I waited to come up organically. And then I was like, oh, well, I do this thing. Because it also carries its burden. Oh, it does. Online dating. So did it help? Did it work? Without a doubt, anybody who knows what I, certainly at the time, what I did then and the improv were two things. I mean, like two, two things that I was good at that were very different. And I think they're, they did place some value on that. So, so that's a, and, but I, I also find that attractive. Like if there's a, a feminist Republican. Yeah. Yes. Or his example, his example, I think was like a musician who throws a spiral. (laughs) Okay. That's good. (laughs) Melissa, what did you try? What did you hear and wanted to try? So the thing that I, I tried, and I, I mentioned this in the last week, was not treating attraction, not treating meeting men as something precious or and just like making meeting people part of like my everyday. And if I found someone attractive saying something, you know, trying mm-hmm. to and I, I find you attractive. Yeah, let's bone. But only you can only show a little bit. Uh, that's Just right. a little bit at a time. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> but I mean that works. <laughs> but you have to strip away a lot. My clothes. That's great. Okay. And what was the thing that you well, tell me something you heard that you were like, I'm never doing that. That workshop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> gosh. Yeah. I, there. I said it before that there's so much of this that is about meeting people in social situations, meeting people at a bar, at a party, at like all these different things, the famous muffin strategy. Like, Uh and I think in reality, when you're looking for a partner in earnest, at least these days, you're doing it online. There's like this much and there's just a couple pages in the book about online dating and so okay. he doesn't really address that. And he didn't during this. And I remember I was, I was like on online on at least one app when I was, it went to this workshop and he's not really addressing that. He's basically mm-hmm. back in just this mindset of you meet people in reality every day. And it, and the mind fuck for me from it was you know, be, I I can't, when I think about meeting somebody on my way to Starbucks or in the, you know, on the train, on the train, oh no, but like on the train or, you know, wherever it's something that to me doesn't really compute because that's not where my mindset is. He wants you to be in a mindset of always being ready to meet someone. And that's like top priority. And it sort of was a mind fuck for me because like I said, when I went to this seminar, I was like just getting back to myself and being myself and like having my own home and having my own car and like a career and like all these different things that were hard for me before. And so then I have this mindfuck of this person saying, well, if you want to attract somebody, they're not going to find any of that too attractive. You got to diminish a little of that girlfriend before Mm. you can be good enough for a man, make yourself a little less so that he can feel a little more. And it just was, I don't mean to get us too serious, but it wasn't 
a great message for me. So I feel like it was such a fun day, but then coming out of it, I was sort of like, oh God, is this what I really need to do to like achieve this? Although I didn't receive it that way, right? She and I were saying the exact message. They both, and, and he did say that. And what, but what I heard was, was positive for me. I did start talking to people online at the Starbucks. I did, get, I mean, like all, and that made me really kind of at a base level different. Like I, I was, I had much less fear in my life after, mm-hmm. after talking to, handing my bike helmet to somebody, to the guy behind me. At the <laughs> like I handed my bike helmet so many times that I, I lost about seven. <laughs> Um, I have a question. Does at any point, either in the book or in the seminar, does he make any caveats? Like you may not be ready for this. This might not be the good time for you. She's pointing, you know, or you may not be attracted. Is he totally heteronormative throughout what any kind of caveats that might apply? He does acknowledge that sometimes people are, can be a dick. Um, He acknowledges that people are wrong for you and he acknowledges that it's okay to move on. So the quote that I wrote down up here is if they're wrong for you, then they should be rejecting you. So I think that that is an, (laughs) Lisa, your face. Why can't you reject them? Uh, well, it's in the context of like, why did he disappear? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he does acknowledge that in the sense that it's like what Mel said previously about it being a numbers game of like yeah. look if somebody said it doesn't isn't interested in you and if the guy at starbucks just looks at you blankly when you ask about a muffin move on it's fine yeah and i and i think there's something very real about the fact that if you have to put on a veil in order to behave all these ways and then and that's not really you like if you do get to know somebody and then all of a sudden you realize you have to live your life through this veil and that's not, that doesn't work for you. Like this is useless. And I think there's yeah. something to that. Like you do have to, you do have to put on this veil. Yeah. 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 I, I think the greatest flaw of his, and well, there's lots of flaws, but <laughs> the fact that it really doesn't. So I think Kat and I are similar personality types where like talking to strangers in line isn't that huge of a leap for either of us. And so like I learned those skills, but it doesn't address people who are not like Kat and me, who aren't already kind of outgoing. You know, we were both doing improv at the time, kind of, which, you know, as much as Kat and I are like, oh yeah, no, I definitely have fear, but we're to most people outwardly appear fearless. And it doesn't address anybody, but people that are, so if you don't fit into that box, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. 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 I hear there's, that. there's some stuff in the book about what to do if you're more introverted and you don't want to do that. And basically what he tells you to do is just plow through and do it. Just and pass him a note. Just pass him a note. Check yes or no. Do you want to go out? <laughs> why, why can't things be simple? Blueberry or, or poppy seed. <laughs> <laughs> I need help. <laughs> And yeah, then the police came because yeah. he thought I was being trafficked. But <laughs> we did make a connection. And I will see him again in court. He cares. <laughs> but the, I think that's true, like, of, of any self-help, right? If you, it, A lot of self-help is a footprint and it is in a box. And if you don't, yeah. if you can't receive that box or if the box doesn't fit around you, then you can't use it. And, 
Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so his stuff is like definitely man woman. It is definitely uh, dominant submissive. It is, there's a point in the, he gives a lot of examples in the seminar. And the one that was just like, Nazi, don't, don't, if you want people like you, don't do this one, is that the pickle jar or whatever, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yes. he's, uh, he talks about how, like, this great success that he had was, or this great, this time that he felt needed and attracted to somebody was this woman who was like, uh, I can't get this jar open. You're a big, strong man. Will you help me? And he did it, like, in that kind of, like those little character voices and those little that tone and he's like I was like he said when it happened he was like oh I I want to have sex with this woman <laughs> like yep. does he think that when men aren't around we go pickleless yes <laughs> that I can only get pickles at the deli <laughs> because I can't open a fucking j- okay yeah. here's I I I yeah. He, I want to get to the part where you guys decided it was time to leave. <laughs> sure. well, there's something I want to also add that he playfully talked about during the seminar was that he sort of just puts it out there and then just kind of leaves it out in the sun to rot. If you notice it, that you are in competition with other women. So mm-hmm. one thing that he says is when he's like, just talk to men, just talk to any man. And I wrote a couple things down. One of his suggestions is that looks good. What is it? The next suggestion is what book is that? Talk to anyone reading book. a book. But then another thing is, is he says, if there's a guy around you and he sneezes, you better be the first to say bless you. And I wrote this down. He said, don't ever let another bitch steal your bless you. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, we we laughed our asses off, and I still think it's hilarious. But now that I think about it, I'm like, holy shit, are you just perpetuating something real wrong? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. 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 Wow. I mean, the, okay. he uses some real antiquated – well, like, I mean, the, do you guys remember the part about the Victorian ladies that, like – Back in Victorian times, women weren't allowed to talk to men, but they knew how to instigate things by dropping their handkerchief. And then a man would know she was interested. I'm like, you just made this up from some bullshit pop culture that you saw in Great Britain. But I have to tell you, that night, I went to comedy sports. Yes, literally. I dropped my bike helmet and somebody said, hey, lady, you dropped your fucking bike helmet. Another bike helmet sure that, down the drain. Sure that happened along the way, but that night at Comedy Sports, I was uh, at a show and I was talking to John Taylor and Mora, and one of the interns went by, and I was telling them this exact moment, and I had a napkin in my hand and I dropped it, and he picked it up and said, "Here you go," and then I was like, "Oh, thank you so much. How are you? You doing okay?" And we had like a moment's talk, and then he left, and everybody in the room. Well, like, it was just me. It was just me and two other women. But they burst into laughter because they're like, oh, my God, that works. And he heard us laughing and walked back in and was like, did I just, what just happened? And and they were like, well, you have to know, Kat did this thing today. And he's like, I really thought you liked me. I'm worried it's the same intern that I had an interaction with using a hussy technique. <laughs> 
what is happening? <laughs> Shortly afterwards, I was leaving the theater after the show, and this attractive young man in like a suit opens the door for me as I'm walking out. And so instead of just like walking out and being like mumbling, thank you, I make eye contact with him. I smile. I was like, hey, thanks. And he was so, his like face lit up. And I was like, oh, hey, look at me. It was like a 19 year old intern. And like somebody was like, yeah, Melissa, he was probably excited you acknowledged him when you're in the cast. <laughs> like, oh God, I'm, I'm a cradle rapper. <laughs> So we'll have to discuss wow. our flying cat if we yeah. did, if we wrecked the same. No, you can say it. We'll bleep out his oh, name. It's <laughs> what? Y'all are just hitting on all the interns. <laughs> Kate, did you hit ne- on any? Never. Okay, great. Even just to demonstrate. <laughs> no, uh, the I well, and you know what's interesting is that. I have another thing written down here from the seminar, and it is something that Hussey wrote on a flip chart um, in one of his many visual demonstrations. And it's an infinity sign with a circle in the middle where the two lines like converge. And this is when he starts to talk about unique pairings, right? Like Kat was saying before. And basically what he's saying is there's this spectrum from uh, nice and boring to exciting dick. And what women are looking for is is someone who's a little bit of both and right in the middle, and that's a unique pairing. And so the interesting part of this is that, and this has nothing to do with me never hitting on an intern, but <laughs> so what's interesting about this is that his unique pairings that he gives to women in this matrix, this four square matrix, is femininity, sexuality, certainty and playfulness. And so being a unique pairing of one of those two is what gets you the guy and it causes So attraction. I can be sexual and playful. Uh yes, exactly. But also he wants you to be certain, so confident, but also feminine. You need some help. You're Wait, you're, but oh I have to be all all uh, for No, no, no. It, just any of the two. Because being confident is a distinctly masculine. <laughs> Well, it's not that it's distinctly masculine. It's just that it needs something else with it because he says that people will sort of like lean into one strength in their personality and never develop the others. But here's what I think is interesting is that in these four different things, he's all talking about these really uh, apparently like positive characteristics. But for men, he says... there's nice, but then also this part about being an exciting dick. So it's like, let's, uh, let's account for the fact that not everybody's perfect, but the four things that women need to be are all positive. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where's my exciting dickishness? I I don't know. I dropped it on the floor. I was hoping someone would pick it up for me. (laughs) I went to therapy and in talking to like my counselor and she was like, what are you looking for in a partner? And I had this like list and she's like, so where on that list is kindness? Where is someone who is kind to you? She, she's like, you didn't put it on your list. And that was when I... I'm sorry, it wasn't in the infinity right, between boring good and, guy and exciting dick. So I'm going to contradict Matthew Hussey and be like, through therapy, I was able to be like, you know what? I don't want an exciting dick. I don't... I mean, I mean if his dick is exciting, If the dick fine. is exciting, yes. But like, I, I don't want someone who is a dick. I don't want to date a whole right. penis. I mean, right. 
<laughs> it would just make dates weird. I would be yeah, interested. We couldn't go anywhere. I would be extremely interested, and I probably will attend a Hussey seminar these days to see if his uh, if if his language has changed or any of his his stuff has changed based on Me Too, based on more inclusivity of uh, the gender alphabet and. And non-heteronormative right, yeah. relationships. I will go with you if you, as long as it's <gasps> under fifty dollars. <laughs> get your code. Give me, give me well, code. if you, <laughs> oh my god, if you do, please come back and tell us about it. And maybe I don't know, Cat. Here's my pitch: is that you write your own self-help book? Oh yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. Because I feel like you've taken advice from many people, and I feel like you don't need the advice. I feel like you could write about your journey, and I, I just I would rather read that than than read about a man's telling of what a woman should be to be pleasing to a man. You know, Thank you. Well, I feel like really kind we're, of we're yeah. Well, I'm not being kind. I'm being honest. You know, like I I feel like our we were raised in this era of men are this, women are this. And without taking into consideration the inherent power structure and the systems and institutions in place that also added to oppression, not even counting race, not even counting ability, not even counting sexuality. Like, I just feel like this is an area, especially in self-help, that to me still epitomizes the patriarchal white supremacist capitalist like culture that we live in. And I get really sad about it. So a fresh take would make me very happy. All right. Well, put it on the list. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. Do you think I'm crazy? Mel, Kate, do you think I'm crazy? No, I think that it is such a great idea. And it's, it's so interesting because like going through this and talking about this with you all for a while, it's, it's personally for me, I would love to find a a partner. And I also, when I read through this, I just don't feel as though this level of like, uh, personal and emotional gymnastics should be necessary for me Mm -hmm. to find a person who appreciates me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So I think that fresh take is like, and I don't think I'm alone in that. So I feel like a fresh also, take would be needed. Also, Fresh Take is the name of my new improv team. <laughs> it's also the title of your book. Thank God. I just think for me, I'm not interested in, like you said, doing mental gymnastics or like molding myself to be appealing when I and I don't need a partner. I would like a partner, right? Yes. And if right. if the I happen to be attracted to men, if men aren't interested in that, if if where our culture has developed men to this point, I'm sad for that learned male toxicity, right? Like that male behavior. I'm sad for that. But also I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lessen myself and make myself something to be appealing to somebody that isn't gonna meet me as an equal. Yeah. And and I being in situations where you are doing that, you then are playing constant catch up and in a state of always having to modify your behavior and, and and become, yeah, yeah, become that person that you, that attracted that person and like keep up with your own charade. And yeah, it's not, 
not a sustainable. Also, I'd like to point out that advice that he gives directly contradicts his advice of being a high value individual. I'm not going to say woman because I'm going to say individual, Mm -hmm. a high value individual. Yeah, you're done with that. Yeah. Because like a high value individual does not compromise who they are to trick someone into getting into a relationship, staying in a relationship. And, uh, you know, he has to break it down to tell the book. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he's he's coming from the right place that he wants people to actually find meaningful relationships and be in them and not screw them up. However you define that, like I, that's probably a poor choice of words. But but yeah, no, it's like if you have to play a part in order to do all of this, that's totally not sustainable. I think he has good intentions. Yeah. I just learned I'm a... I'm sitting on the board of an inclusion group in in my job and just had a deep dive on the asexual identity. And it's badass. I mean, like, it really is. And just taking the sex out of it and wanting to have an emotional partnership and in a, a true partnership, right? Like, regardless of give and take on sex, that is like a whole new frame for me, right? I, I've never thought of partnership without it being a romantic partnership or a sexual partnership. Like that's a whole new, and that is, that's what I want to tell Mike, Matthew Hussey. I want to be like, what about this? Like there are partners that, that don't have to do all these things to get the sex and the whatever. I want to go to the seminar today. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Write the book. Fuck the fuck the seminar. Write the book. Um, that's the that's the T-shirt I'm making. I just want to say thank you. I hope listeners can hear our deep, deep friendship and how much love we have for one another and respect, and that we get silly but also serious. You know, and that is if you're on our text thread, that's how it goes. It goes silly to serious in a heartbeat, and I'm here for all of it. I guess the last thing I want to, and this is kind of a big bomb to drop at the last second, but you know, we all have nieces or nephews or daughters and sons, like, is this a book that you would want them to read? No. No. Yeah. yeah. I would want them to read it and then I would want to talk to them about it or some, you know, like, I want to say like, here's this frame of reference, but here's why I don't agree with that. And here's like this, this thing that you might have to grow up in from some people. And maybe they right. don't like my niece is 26, but I also have a seven-year-old niece. So it's like, one might have to grow up in it, one might not. I mean, yeah. I'm hoping that I'm raising a daughter who, first of all, I won't keep this book because I'm not a hoarder. Um, so <laughs> it's going out the door. But who, if she picked up this book and read it, you know, 20 years from now, would recognize it as the gender. Yeah. 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 Crap that it is. Melissa, when you donate that book, please write a healthy inscription on the first well, page, letting the person know that they are perfect as they are and that this book is flawed and they should not take it as a great idea. Just so you know, I already um, marked out femininity and placed, <laughs> replaced it with the word vulnerability in, in the book. It. That's amazing. I love it. That's awesome. Oh, you guys, thank you so much. I'm so grateful that you uh, were willing to share your experience, not only about the seminar, but how it impacted you and where you, where it hit you, Kate. I can see how that would be really tough. And Kat, how, where it hit you and it kind of liberated you. And Mel, how you were like, I'll take what I want from it. It's like, <laughs> I have the Goldilocks here, right? Like I've got mama bear, papa bear, baby bear. 
And it's wonderful. And I just, I'm so thankful also that you guys just resoundingly said yes when I asked for help on the Well, on he the, taught uh, us to say yes. Yeah. 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 He taught us to say, say yes. yes. Say yes. So I guess I really need to thank Matt Hussey. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Not our friendship. Thank you. So thank raise you, your glass if you Because <laughs> <laughs> you will <laughs> Okay. With that, we're going to end this by saying. Life, Life is, is Go Help Yourself was produced by Misty Stinnett and Lisa Linky. Our theme song was written by the inimitable Matt Sav. Inimitable. There's nothing we love more than hearing from you. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. We're also at gohelpyourselfpodcast on Instagram and at ghypodcast on Twitter. And you can go old school and check out our website at gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. It basically is a fancy PowerPoint slide. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review because it helps other people find our show. You know who else needs to find it? Your friends. Tell all of your friends. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.